and welcome, welcome once again to Keep It at Orange and Blue. I'm Ryan Evan, joined as always by my good friend Urbana's finest, Kevin Ducey. What's up, Kev? What's up, Ryan? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm, uh, you know, super excited. Uh, you know, a lot going on. Uh, Illini football training camp has begun, and you know, that's honestly one of my favorite times of the year. And so it's just exciting. Uh, you know, knowing we're about four weeks away from kickoff, and yeah, man, feeling good. How, how about you, man? How's your week been? It's been great. I had the opportunity. You know, last week I did the show from Tolono. I was home visiting. Uh, Visiting family, got to see some friends, drove around the stadium, the campus a couple times, getting a little bit excited for what's uh, what's upcoming for this season. Um, and then, obviously, you know, we've got uh, the basketball teams playing in Spain. Uh, there's just a lot of really cool stuff that's starting right about now. I, you know, I've talked about it on the show several times. I'm a between-the-lines guy. Uh, obviously, what goes on outside the lines is, is really interesting and entertaining for people, but I care about – the game. I care about the, the, the score on the scoreboard. Uh, I've always been one of those guys, right? I've always been one of those guys like I don't care what so-and-so players' politics are. I don't care. I mean, I do care. Don't get me wrong. Like If they got a, you know, in trouble for something, but like if it's a minor thing, let's keep on moving. Like I care about what happens on the field, and if they can't play, they can't play. The next guy steps up. So um, that being said, we've actually got game action we can talk about that from one of the two major revenue sports this week. And the other one is starting official practice for the upcoming season. So it makes the show really exciting. And we've also got some news about the show, additional ads to the show that are going to be coming out very soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our guys, our hometown hype apparel guys, the shirts are going to be coming soon. Like super excited. Guys should be expanding. Should be spending in the mail tomorrow, Kevin. Kev, me and Kev shirts will be in the mail tomorrow. Uh, sorry, in, in our at our home tomorrow. They were shipped out Saturday, um, so Scott's excited, you know, for everybody to to try those on. I'm I'm excited. I know you guys are gonna love them. They fit. They're gonna feel good. They look good. Uh, and so got some more orders in tonight. So we I just want to let everybody know we appreciate everybody who uh, who's repping those and who's gonna be wearing those. You know, it's super humbling and uh, very appreciative. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so tonight we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, in the order. We're going to go down the list. Uh, Illinois, we're going to talk about their first matchup, uh, 84-73 win. Uh, okay, over the Valencia All-Stars, we'll talk about that. We're going to preview a little bit tomorrow, maybe what we want to see when they play Madrid. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then we're going to transition to football camp and you know think little bits that i've heard maybe things kev's heard but we're gonna give one guy tonight we're gonna every week till we lead up to the first game against toledo we're gonna give you a name that maybe we didn't hear of a lot last year that I, that we want you guys to be on the lookout for and i, I got mine kev I'll, you've got half hour i think of yours if you don't already no but, i'm good okay okay so i got one kev's got one we're gonna talk about them and then anybody who may not know or may just be interested to hear what we got. So well, that's how we're going to do it tonight. And, uh, yeah, and then we're going to introduce and make it official the the news and the name for the new show and just fun things. So you'll be seeing more of us every week now. So I don't know what, I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Kev, and I know as it's going to be a line I read, but I, didn't you have, did you have something you want to get off your chest about? 
some stuff over the last week or two about, you know, the, the lion eye pe people maybe trolling the team and saying things and just being asinine on social media. Cause I know there's a lot that's just being out there and I know get, I get tired of it, but it's still line. I related. So I'll give you the floor for a minute if you want to. All right. You, you, do you, do you, Ryan, you're a little, little young for this, but you may remember. Uh, do you remember the music video for gin and juice with Snoop Dogg? Man, you know, I, I was in my like around teen, preteen ish teens when that came out. Yeah. But, so I'm not that young, but I mean, I think I've seen it once or twice, but I never watched the whole thing. So I'll let you, I'll let you fill me in. So there's a scene it's towards the end and it's more in the, like the full fledged video aspect of it, where she's like, uh, the, the wife's driving, uh, him home and they're heading back to the house. I think it's like supposed to be Snoop's parents or his uncle, the aunt, uncle, I, I don't know, grandparents, whatever. And he, and he, he says, your brother drink too much. He made me drink too damn much. Well, I was at my brother-in-law's house on Saturday night when I sent my irate tweet, and he makes me drink too damn much. Uh, <laughs> so I might have been a little bit, a little bit more um, angry than I should have been. Um, however, we have had uh, a little bit of a rivalry with a fellow show uh, that focuses strictly on Big Ten basketball, and they've not been so kind to the Illini fan base. As a matter of fact, They've called us out for celebrating our own players leaving because we're going to get better without them. And then they have the audacity to bitch and complain about their own guy leaving Michigan. And now, furthermore, last week, they had go on this five or ten minutes on their show about how much improved Illinois is going to be because of guys like DGL. And I'm like, what the are you talking about, man? It is just it's just some hypocrisy and it drives me nuts. And furthermore, to take it a little bit deeper, yes, Illinois struggled yesterday in the game in Madrid. And we can talk about that. We can, this will lead right into it. Mm -hmm. I'm listening. Brad said, first of all, he's not coaching. Second of all, anybody see the starting lineup? Like, and they're trolling us that we started uh AJ Red. AJ Red started because Brad probably talked to Tim and said, hey, let's let's put a guy in the starting lineup who deserves it, who's been busting his butt in practice that isn't going to get to play much during the season. Red's the guy. Let's put ourselves in a tricky situation and figure out how this team's going to react. My understanding is they didn't call any plays. So it's just – but you know what? The, the fact is, is Illinois fans are really passionate. Illinois fans are really proactive on Twitter. And so when you jab us, when you take swings at us, when you compliment us, you get reactions. And that's all that group is doing. So I've had the ability to step back and say, you know what? Kudos to them. Kudos to us. It's who we are. We're a passionate, passionate fan base. It doesn't take much to rile us up. It doesn't take much to get us commenting. That's what you're trying to do in a medium like Twitter or X, as it's called now. Um, so I, I, I've calmed down my stance quite a bit, uh, Ryan. I'm still a little frustrated with, you know, maybe some of the personal digs and shots they took at us, but that's okay. Um, I, I don't take that too yeah. personal. Um, yeah, but I, go ahead. No, no, no. I'll, I'll let you finish because I've got a couple things to say, but not necessarily nasty. But, yeah, go ahead. I'll let you finish. You know, it, it, it was it, – honestly, I say it's publicity for us in our show, and that's great. And, I, uh, and this is all about giving back to the folks who are listening. You and I get nothing from the show. 
uh, at the moment. Someday, hopefully, it makes a difference for us financially. Uh, but that being said, I also wanted to apologize to the folks. I forgot about saying this earlier. Uh, I'm the reason we didn't do the show last night. I had just gotten back to Oklahoma City. Uh, we went to, like I said, we went to Central Illinois, and then we went and visited my brother-in-law over in Western Ohio. Saw him for a little bit, and then had a long drive back. And uh, between all that, just had a bunch of family things we need to get settled after being gone for a week. And uh, last night was an ideal fit, so I apologize to our loyal fan base that I was not there and available for last night. But we're here tonight. So. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? I can tell you, we have hundreds of people that do enjoy watching us every week, sometimes thousands. So it's kind of fun. But again, me and Kevin try to go every Sunday, and if we can't, we do Monday because if you're going to have a show. And people look forward to it. You got to try to get her done every week. And uh, unless there's emergencies, we will always do that. So uh, he's he works with me whenever I got stuff and I work with Kevin. Now, the brief thing I want to say is this, is that, you know, I think it's okay to nitpick it's a fan base a little, try to have some fun. But when you have to tell people on your own podcast that you're not a troll podcast and you always have to talk about how you're not really trolling, and then apologize over and over, Kev. I think that says enough. So it's just hypocrisy. Yeah, it's and so remember, we have nothing to apologize for here. What have we apologized about, Kev? Like meaning other than you not making it on Sunday. Have we ever not. said anything? Have we ever tried to lead our listeners, viewers astray? Have we ever tried fucking with them? You know what I mean? Like no, we don't either. do that. And for the people that like that stuff and you like to be pissed off. Go on, continue to watch their show. That's all right. Uh, me and Kevin will never comment to them again. Again, And also, if you're going to comment on games and teams and make jabs like the make fun of Illinois Twitter or whatever, you don't even know A.J. Red was on the team before that. They thought it was just like a joke. Like they didn't even know he was a player on the team. I think that says enough in itself. Yeah, I mean, I mean, understand what's having a deeper understanding of what's going on there, and going back to a little bit about what you said is like, you know, I have I have heard from the fans that I am uh, overly optimistic, especially with the basketball team. Now, now granted, um, I'm probably overly optimistic. I was a little actually, I was way more pessimistic than Ryan was about the football team going into the last season, and it didn't take them long to turn me around. Um, but <clears throat> where I've wanted to play off that and kind of do the shock jockey stuff. But you know what? That's not what this show is really about. Uh, nope. This show is about you and I breaking down the games when they happen, giving fans what they want, letting them know what's happening off the field. So, you know, you've got your sources, which are way outweigh mine. I've got a few sources that, that we can get some information in from, but that's about what it's about, sharing with the, the Illini fandom. And we're, ne we're never going to do shock jocks. It's not who we are. No, we can no and I want to clarify something. Keeping it orange and blue is not keeping it uh, orange colored glass, orange and blue colored glasses to where we're, all we're doing is being major homers. It's a word play on keeping it real. Okay. Yeah. And, I, and for anyone that has not understand that I, I've had to explain it a couple times. It's keeping it real, but we're keeping it orange and blue because it's a Illinois podcast. So yeah, we're not going to talk about anything else. I mean, yeah. So yeah. Sean, Sean Garner hit me on Twitter this week. He's like, man, I didn't know you were a Cub fan. And I'm like, yeah, we, we don't do this show to talk Cubs Cardinals, man. No, we, we make, we, I think we talk about it for 30 seconds some weeks, just have a little shot, some fun. We could, but that's not what it's about. So as I'm, as we start below, Illinois beat the Valencia All-Stars 84 to 73. And again, those are 
you know, I was talking to some guys in the know and some close people who could have covered the team. And I asked a comparison, you know, how quality do you think that team would have been? Like, I think maybe a lower to, you know, I think maybe to finish between 12th and 10th in the big 10, that Valencia all-star type team again, 12th, which means they would have been playing on weekly Wednesday, but maybe 10th where they could have been, like Penn State last year, who was the 10 seed. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't like a a D3 team they were playing last night. You know what I mean? Like if you just look at the size on some of those guys, that in the highlights were Terrence Shannon Jr.'s Duncan and, you know, uh, you know, Dane Danger's getting getting his working in the paint. There's size and athletes on that team. It's just those guys, I think talent level only goes so much. That's why they're playing kind of where they are right now. But uh, to me, I didn't worry that they were losing at the half because you play two halves for a reason. Um, and also, there was a lot of talk and a lot of worry, I know, among you know the fan base that Illinois shot three of 25 from deep. It was bad. I, yeah, which is terrible. And I made, I made my tweet just in reference for people to see that change and people, things getting better is not going to be overnight. You know, it wasn't a full five months since they lost to Arkansas, but we're getting close. You know, I know Marcus Demosh didn't play. Um, obviously, the chemistry of gelling as a team is not full all the way there yet. You have jet lag probably to a degree. They just got off a plane 24 hours before the game. So let's give them some slack in that, too. Brad Underwood is not coaching them. And a lot of there's a lot of newcomers in their first role there, you know, not just freshmen. But Justin Harmon, you know, was playing along with Hansberry and Dre Gibbs Longhorn and the first real game, you know, where it's like Ty's taking the point. So there's going to be a lot of adjustment. But the things that I wanted to take note of was just say, hey, look, they shot three for 25 from deep. They didn't really shoot great from the line. Ty Rogers was one from 105 from the line. Something to see here. Now let's see how that progresses and not just in Spain. Let's see how they progress in their exhibition game in October. Um, but things that you love to see is the defensive tenacity. What uh, uh, Sincere Harris had, what, four or five steals, Kev? Uh, um, you know, and just uh, I think he's going to be play a little bit more than most people think because I think he's got quite – he's got leadership qualities. Um, and you can't teach giving 110%, you know, every minute you're on the floor – and you can't teach, you know, that competitive edge. So uh, to see that, but also to see um, the guys be playing unselfish, diving for loose balls, you know, uh, and to see Dane Danger's growth, you know. As Dre Gibbs Lawhorn said, Kev, what, just three or four weeks ago on this show, who did he say looked the most impressive to him he last saw him? Dane, wasn't it? Dane, yeah. He said Dane um, Danger just looks like he's just – grown so much and uh and you see you see how the difference quincy guerrero make too you know yeah um and, and i think quincy is just trying to find his role on this team i think he, he he didn't put up a lot of shots it's probably by choice you know he went over one i think Harmon was over one from three uh you know goody was two for six so there's you know and the rest of the team that made one three and that was that was harris uh here's my issue is I love sincere. I think he. I think he's got this unwavering confidence that is 
incredible. I love his hustle. I love his heart. Love his attitude. Love his athleticism. His defense. Um, but they can cross a line a little bit. He should not. He should never lead this team in field goal attempts. And it's perfectly okay to do so in Madrid. Uh, he took 14 shots more than anybody on the team. Dane was seven to ten. Dane led the team in scoring, sixteen points, fifteen rebounds, seven to ten from the floor. Um, like I said, Harris was one for five from three, uh, and Terrence and Coleman were a combined zero for ten. I'm not that concerned about that. I think both those. I think Terrence for sure will be a thirty percent three point shooter this year. I, I believe Coleman will as well. I believe what you want from Illinois is for. Uh, Luke Goody, Marcus Damasque, and then even Harmon, Guerrier to, to be the top three-point shooters on this team by volume. Um, obviously, Terrence, when he, when he finds it, needs to be that. I am worried about the three for 25. I'm more concerned about the turnovers and the free throw line. But listen, this is this is just a game, right? The, the one the biggest question mark I have here is 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 I don't why don't I don't want sincere Harris to turn into a gunner. And it's funny, I've got a buddy of mine. He talks about he calls it a, a Dion Waiters irrational competence, and and Dion Waiters was a the number three pick in the NBA draft. He played on he played on teams with Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant here in Oklahoma City, and that guy would he's Dion Waiters never saw a shot he didn't think he could make or would chuck up there, and uh, it's funny is a uh, sincere Harris's nickname is Buck. Let's not let it turn into Chuck because it's not going to be really his game. It's one game. Um, Granted, that kid's got the most, got the one of the best motors on the team. So coming off with a little bit of jet lag, maybe he had more motor, maybe he had more go. Um, interesting to see what happens on Wednesday. Um, DGL didn't play that much. Ty turned the ball over. It's an exhibition game. I mean, what do you want to make of it? We beat Kansas in the exhibition game last year. Kansas was a one seed. We were a nine seed. Um, yeah, we lost to Eastern a couple years ago and that probably was a microcosm for the season. So you can look at either way. Uh, I'd like to look, I, I, I'm going to take a more of a holistic approach as to what this team does on the entire Spain trip. But do understand this, this Valencia team pushed uh, a decent Nebraska team. What most people think will be a top 10, 11 team in the conference um, a little bit farther than they pushed Illinois. Didn't uh, they go to overtime? Didn't I they lose it? Yeah, yeah. I, believe I believe that's accurate. So, yeah, like you said, these guys are some good ball players and might be the best team we play on this trip. And to do that with a little bit of jet lag, with the first time shooting the new ball, I'm not going to make much of it. Um, I, I do want to see Marcus DeMoss play. I don't know that he's going to play this trip. It's not relevant for him to play in this trip. Uh, but I do believe that his, his experience and his ability to shoot the three is really valued. I don't think you'll see another time for the rest of the season where you get an 0 for 10 from Coleman and Terrence. Um, chalk it up to, to jet lag legs and a new ball and move on. Yep. Yep. And so uh, it's not really worth Marcus DeMoss playing, in my opinion, because, man, you, you're not worried about his hammy in August. You're wanting that hammy. You want the hammy healed up and ready to go, you know, for when October practice hits so he can go full gear and be ready for the season. And uh, I'm happy Luke, Luke Goody's the one who I think really needs these minutes and time, you know, the tick. Because it's like, how much time has that guy been robbed of, you know? And, yeah, absolutely. you know, I know for a fact that he regrets not redshirting last year, but he it was too much. Uh, he loves his teammates too much, and he wanted to contribute to try to help him and help him. But I think if he could do it again, I think he would – red shirt because you know he only yeah. played 
what, 12 games last year, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. But anyway, other than that said, it's great for the freshmen. It's it's idea, It's it's great. It's like having Dre and Amani Hansberry getting their feet wet in August, you know, to, to build that chemistry with those guys and game atmosphere. And I had a good point, Kev. Look at that. Boom. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, I probably gave you a good thing to talk uh, to, to remind no, you. No, I, I think it's. I think that's the most important thing about this trip is not about how much they win by or who shoots yeah. the best or who scores the most or what what lineups work. It's about team bonding. It's about this team coming together and, and, and trusting each other and, and tightening relationships and friendships. And travel does that for people, man. It's a Army times. I've never been to Spain, man. Maybe you have, but no, uh, I've, never been, I've never been that side. I've never, I've never left this 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 quarter of the hemisphere, the northwestern hemisphere. I've never left it in my life. Been and to like, Canada, and then to Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. and Caribbean. So and just like that's like I was watching uh, Chester Fraser's um, Instagram earlier, and they were in like some ritzy, hoity-toity store with uh, uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. had this black just elegant suit on it had like diamonds on it and chester frazier's like oh no we gotta get out of here man i'm looking for a tj max <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and terrence was just chuckling he he like was facetiming his mom showing her and like hey mom what should i buy this you know and she was all like oh you know <laughs> I, I swear dude it was fucking hilarious and uh then getting to see uh Fraser trying to get out of there, hitting to the next, you know, Ross dress for less or something. But because, you know, that was a lot of money about to be spent up in there. Oh, uh, so it was fun, man, just seeing these guys jiving and uh, just enjoying life. And that's what this trip's about. Like, yeah, they're there to play three games, but they're also there to make memories that you're going to last forever, man. Because when they're, when they're 45 or 35, even like with Dre, I told Dre, you know, like, I'm almost twice your age. Like when you're 35, you're going to look back and be like, man, remember that time I went with the, to Madrid and Valencia with the guys and, you know, and like your first experience of college ball you played in Europe. Like that's, that's, that's amazing really. So uh, I'm happy for the guys and uh, I'm sure that the, the games are going to get, the spreads are going to open up a little bit more the next couple games, but you know, the gelling is the most important thing. So, um, now in terms of Tim Anderson coaching, what do you think that, that helps Brad, like getting to watch the guys from a fan perspective, or maybe just to see kind of how Tim handles things and maybe how the guys handle things instead of for him to be on the bench. Like, what do you think the positives are for that? I think, I think it's a tactic and I think there's, there's a lot of, um, it's probably more calculated than people give it thought. It's I guarantee it's more calculated than the players give. I guarantee that Brad and Tim and the rest of the coaching staff, Chet and Jeff, but Chet and Jeff are getting their games coming up. Uh, there's 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 a design. There's a plan. And Brad wants to sit back and watch and see how they react. He wants to watch how you know what players step up, what players lead. My understanding is we weren't really calling set plays is that the team was really just trying to make adjustments um, in the flow of the offense. Um, and I, I love that. I, I think that's the whole design here is Brad wants, you know, great teams, you know, good, decent teams are led by a coach, and, but great teams are led by the team. 
Um, and I think that's what he's looking for. And it's uh, it's great. And and he's going to do that with his guys. And he's also going to see what, you know, how Tim reacts in certain situations. He's definitely judging him too. Like, let's, let's be real here. He's, he's looking at his guys and he, he wants to know, Hey, you know, who can I get that second T when I need to get that second T in Carver Hawkeye, who, who's ready to take the reins. Sounds like Chester, sounds like Chester and Jeff are taking. So Chester, I believe is coaching tomorrow. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then Jeff is, uh, Sunday, I think. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to get to see Chester's chops, you know, because to me, I thought if Brad were to just hang it up in the next five, 10 years, if Chester's still around and doesn't have a head coaching job by then, I would feel like I'd be okay if he was the coach at Illinois, you know? He, yeah. he so, so in a couple seasons when Brad gets a second tee on the court that looks like somebody vomited on it on a Thursday night at one o'clock in the morning as Illinois at Oregon – He's gonna know which coach to. Oh my god! The realignment stuff—that's a topic for another day. But geez, my, that is the worst sport in that history. Court. Yeah, my. Ugh, I'm not looking forward to going up there that first time. But uh, so, as we transition to to me, something that's just ex- is exciting. I think actually a little more exciting than the Illinois playing in Europe right now is Illinois football camp has started and. You know, just my favorite time of year, Kev. I know we talked about it before. Absolutely. Um, but having uh, just an exciting team with their new uniforms, uh, the belief, you know, I think the fan base is buying in like, uh, you know, 10,000 new season tickets. Uh, and, uh, you know, you have a legit staff. You got legit players. The vibe just feels different. You know, it's felt different last year, too. Um you, you know, uh, it did. You know, it did. And I think this is two consecutive seasons where Illinois has outperformed preseason expectations, even from some of the most optimistic fans, right? I don't – the most optimistic fan two seasons ago may have given us five and seven. And, man, that team was dangerously close to being eight and four, nine and yep. three, right? And then last year, you know, I was five, I was a five and seven guy again. You were six and six. Yep, six and six. I know some people might have been higher. Maybe my guy Corey K. Corey K. and I like are most optimistic on this team as anybody. But you know, maybe I do know somebody actually did predict eight wins last year. Somebody told me about it on Twitter. But um, but this season, man, I I I think anybody saying eight wins, people look. I mean, you could say, hey, I mean, our guy Bobby from TNT College Football Podcast, rested soul. Bobby got a new job. Yeah, Sam Pete. He's already. He's already, We made him quit. Okay. No, no, no. I told Bobby he's got a place every Sunday night if he wants it for for college football season. Yeah. Um, but he said seven, eight wins. Vegas has got us at six and a half. So saying eight wins is not absurd. I mean, that's a really reasonable ask. I'm I'm higher than that. So this is this is really exciting. The football camps started. There are some things out there that are a little bit concerning right now. Um, and, and, and that's like Matt, Matt Bailey seems to be hurt. I don't know how bad it is. Um, however, if you listen to Aaron Henry's presser the other day, he talked about Matt Bailey a lot. I'm just, I think we're all really high on what we saw. I, think it, I thought it was Matt Bailey. Didn't Matt Bailey have surgery in the offseason? Yeah, but he's walking, he's in a boot and he's in a boot with a with a little, little, little buggy, little scooter thing. You okay. know? Yeah. Um, and then Jared Beatty's out, and I was really excited to see what he now Beatty's more of a 
just disappointing from my perspective is because it was pretty high on that kid coming out of his uh, – he was right up there with uh, Yakis in my mind of like who, no, who's that. So what has been said about Beatty? I haven't heard anything. Is it season ending already? No, nothing like that. It's just he's not practicing right now. And so okay. – so just just there's a little bit of concern. Well, four, we're four weeks out though from yeah. Bailey. So that scooter thing too could be a little precautionary as well. It could be maybe he'll be ready to go uh, when the before the Toledo game, and he may miss a game or two, and that's and that's okay. I mean, uh, to sit back here and say, you know, with Penn State six weeks away, so I think that's a that's a far enough time away that I think. Bailey could probably be back. Let's say he's getting a cast off or something in the next few weeks. Um, so, yeah, but what what I would say is I would worry about that to a degree if Illinois hadn't picked up guys like Demetrius Hill, if they hadn't picked up a guy like Clayton Bush, uh, you know. Uh, if, Mario Harper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of depth back there. Caleb Patterson. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of guys that can fill the voids and – you know, and I think we don't know how good they'll be, but I think we know that they're not going to be below average players. I think, you know, Harper has shown he can make plays in a power five league. Uh, and Bush has shown he can be a very good safety in the FCS, who I still think that translates to power five football. Um, you know, there's been a lot of guys who've come from FCS and been very good and performed at the power five level if he had to step in. Um, but I know Demetrius Hill can step in. So uh, well, on a positive note, yes, our star recruit of the recruiting of this past recruiting class is showing out from what I'm hearing. Malik uh, is showing out. Yes. Oh my. Okay. So yes. L listen, Sean, we like, love you, man. Love you. I'll get to some of the questions towards the end. Um, we're not going to answer them all right now in the middle of it, but you want to keep rolling those questions in. We will answer the ones that we have not already answered already. That's one thing I will say. So, uh, yes, is this is this going to be your guy you're talking about, Kev? Because no, we Malik, gonna... I mean, no, 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 no. Malik okay. Elsie, Malik yeah. is like saying, um, "Who's your sleeper pick for the 1993 NBA Finals MVP?" And I'm like Michael Jordan. No, like come on, <laughs> everybody's excited about Malik Elsie. I mean, he's the the best receiver recruit we've had. Okay. Oh, because I got trust me, I got I got me a name here for that. That's gonna be the next thing we're talking about. But so is he the best, is he the best wide receiver recruit since Ben? Or I mean Ricky Smallin was pretty highly thought of, like if I'm correct. Yeah. I would say uh Cordell Scott. Yeah, yeah. I would say that'd probably be Ben. Um yeah. AJ Jenkins, maybe. Uh, but he was a he was a he was a sleeper kid. He was a three. -star. Yeah, I, I mean, I just he, know he he, he produced. Let, let, he produced I, I, really. I want to give credit to a guy here. He's a friend of our, a friend of the program. Let's say he's a friend of you know whatever. A guy I like or I respect is Brad Sturdy. I'll never forget it. On um, the old site, not a line. I guys said. Like, do not sleep on AJ Jenkins and this other dude from Maryland, Vontae Davis. He was like, I am so high on these two kids coming in. And boy, was he right on that one. So kudos to Sturdy for calling those ones out. Shout out to the hoops guru, Mr. Brad Sturdy. With some football accuracy. Uh, yeah, he's got some. He's got oh, some yeah, football absolutely. connects. Absolutely. But, but, um, but he drives a Lambro because of his uh, hoops knowledge, though. Uh, 
<laughs> but anyway, he's more like a cup. He's he's not. He don't care. He could be making six figures. He'd still drive like a 2005 Silverado or something. Uh, so <laughs> no, nothing wrong with the Silverado. Uh, but he. Uh, with that said, though, what I'm excited about is uh, is uh, Altmaier continues. It sounds like to. Uh, show how accurate he is uh, intermediate passing wise I think he's really got the belief of you know not just the staff when Bielema talks about how good of a leader he is but I know the receivers are you know building some really good chemistry with him um, you know Pat Bryant and some of the other guys I think are I've been impressed with how accurate he is uh, and I've been told by a couple people maybe not as strong of an arm as DeVito even, but just as accurate from within 20, 25 yards, which, which is important. And I think he'll sneak a couple deep balls in when he needs to, but with the tight ends with Arkin and uh, Moore and, uh, and Ryman, uh, I think you're going to see a lot of ground and pound some bootleg play action, but Altmaier is loves, loves to escape the pocket. He loves to run. I was told too, though, that they're getting on him about needing to slide because the law firm, you know, has been told, you know, you can't take it out on him. <laughs> but the law firm's been wanting to, and they've been catching themselves. Uh, it's it's been hard, but yeah, but he, he needs to learn to slide. So that's one thing I'm hearing right now is that he needs to learn to slide, and he, he does like to take off, and he's quicker than Devito. You know, Devito was sneaky quick, but this dude's not sneaky. He's just quick. Uh, he can escape the pocket and make plays with his feet. So that's going to be kind of fun. I think Lunny likes that because you know that. Well, I, I, I'm of the full confidence. I've said it on the show before. DeVito would have ran more last year if the team had faith in uh, more faith in Art. And and I'm not crapping on Art. I, I guess Art, from what I hear, is uh, doing a phenomenal job as a grad assistant. Uh, but they just didn't have a lot of faith in him running the offense. I mean, he really doesn't. He's, he's a statue back there. It really didn't fit what – uh, Barry Lunny Jr. wanted to do. I think that Barry Lunny Jr. has more confidence in the third string quarterback this year than he did in the second string last year. So that allows you to run the ball more. Go watch how many times we did any kind of Tommy DeVito keeps the ball on the read option post Iowa game last year. I don't think it happened. And I think, it, I mean, he ran a lot of balls in the end zone on the read option early on in the year. He might have done it a little bit later on in the year, but it was really, it was really part of our game. Uh, but the the money, wisely so, did not want to put the ball in Art's hands uh, to, if he needed it to win the game. And I get that. I think he's got more confidence in Paddock and Leary uh, to, to take those chances. Yep. Oh, I, I 100% uh, agree there. A lot of trust and confidence. Um, I think the O-line may not be a top 10 or 15 O-line, but I think the, the disrespect that they got some from some guys like uh, Phil Steele, yeah. I think they're going to be more than that. You got, you got bitter beer face over Phil Steele putting us at 54. I do. I just mad. Yeah, I just can't believe that. Like, There's like MAC teams that have O-lines ranked higher than that. I'm just like, you would never in your wildest dreams think of like Adrian Rojanowski, like tweeting something that's just so far off that you'd be like, did Adrian really tweet that? Like what? You know? So, so that's why I'm like, I can't, it's almost like, I think he might've been 
Somebody, I think somebody hijacked his his Twitter. It's a uh, to Julian Pearl. Yeah. Where, what number he's going to get drafted overall and the number he wears, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? But I just find it funny. You're still salting a bitter beer face over that. I am. It's a joke, man. 53. Like, I mean, he's got like two, uh, two max. It's 54. Yeah. 54. My bad. Even worse. <laughs> I think a ball. I think he's got ball state and Akron ahead of us. Uh, all right. So. And yeah, FAU, okay. and, I, and I found out today on Twitter that FAU is going to sweep us this year. There's you some did. little salty dog Al fans out there, man. And uh, and and uh, Kev here's got himself some screenshot. So he's gonna have some screenshots to to drop those receipts into people's Twitters after December fifth. You know, we already expect a September twenty third victory, but a December fifth win at the Jimmy V Classic. Would just be, you know, hey, they're gonna be a top ten. They're gonna be top ten preseason. So like, they're, they're they got a lot better chance of winning that game in New York than they do in Champaign. Oh, I know. But Illinois will be the underdog in that game. Like, what were they gonna have to lose? You know, just the game. Yeah. Well, like nobody's I, nobody's gonna pick them. So, um, but now, I, do, I do think that there's enough guys on both sides of on both sides of the street there that uh, they got rabbit ears when it comes to some of that stuff. They really don't like hearing that. That, that they they hear that smack talking. I'll, I'll feed Johnny Noon a little bit. Hey, they, they think they're going to come to our house and beat our ass. Like, I'll do it. Like, Johnny Johnny takes anything for a chip. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, he was disrespected. He was like – Top uh, 10 in the NFL draft pick. Well, wait, why, why am I 10th? <laughs> he's like, I'm only 10th. And then it was like first team all Big Ten. He was like, you know, second national and something. And he's like, oh, that's it. I can't believe it. You know, he's like Rodney Dangerfield. Can't get no respect. Uh, you know, I'm just like his favorite food's pizza. We learned that. Uh, and then uh, I, did, I don't know if you saw that interview with him and Keith Randolph, like their Mount Rushmore of foods. Uh, I guess Keith Randolph said Mama's fried chicken, and they agreed with that. Johnny Newton's a ch- fried chicken fan. He said pizza, but he likes Church's chicken. Uh, Johnny Newton said Church's chicken, and uh, Keith went Popeyes. So I was like, all right, I mean, I can I can dig it. I can dig it. But uh, to me, the finish up before we get to the name to watch at a camp so far and for the future, uh, to me is the health of Josh McCray. It sounds like they're being very cautious with him, not giving him tons of reps. They're letting Reggie love and some of the freshmen like Law Free. And I'm interested to see Caden uh, Fegan, uh, what, what he's going to do. With especially with Jordan Anderson, they got two mass massive backs there to go along with Josh Cray. Yeah, yeah, to go along with Josh McCray, uh, and I think Aiden Lawfrey man is going to hit him. Can be that home run hitter. Uh, he, he's he's looking really big too. Uh, his arms are looking. They're building up to be by the time he's a junior, looking like Richard Mendenhall's arms. Uh, well, it's funny when he, when he when he committed. I talked to Aaron about it. I'm like, "Hey, Aaron, you're gonna let that dude stay in the offensive backfield? He looks like a like a safety or a corner to me." And he's like, "Dude, who are you telling?" And he he was he, he believed it. He's that good of an athlete. So yeah, definitely looking for Aiden Lawfrey to be a little bit of that uh that jet sweep guy uh, that that we saw maybe you know in those uh, those old Wisconsin offenses run that stuff, um, and, and and maybe you know screen passes and stuff like that. Uh, I do not know that. Uh, I do know that uh, Anderson was banged up and, and didn't participate in one of the practices recently. So that's something to keep an eye on. But yeah, the, the, they've got they've got the big backs in spades. 
the question is what you know if, if they need a little bit more of a elusive guy other than love it's it, it looks to be lawfrey there and hopefully all those guys can stay healthy um i do i am excited to talk about this next subject though the names to watch out for oh yeah i i mean and i was excited to hear that i heard this name from two people uh two guys have always really been good forces for me just relationships they built but you know the appreciation of the show i do and all that so we, we kind of talk and share things so i got you know you mentioned malik elsey right so yeah. uh how about a, maybe a forgotten name <clears throat> a forgotten name in the receiving core uh you know how about sean miller oh yeah love it dude. sean miller Big, fast, yeah. Let's. What's up? And and uh, yeah, a huge chip on his shoulder. He feels like he's been forgotten. He was he gonna feels, play last year. He yeah, was gonna. he was gonna play, but he was hurt. Yeah, and he had to. He hurt his shoulder. And he had to have surgery. He's back better than ever. He looks like. He looks like he's motivated, and the staff's loving that. Like, and he's 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 like beating people like he's in the workouts he's looking fresh he's looking you know like he's leading in workouts you know what i mean like when you're working out with guys yeah you can tell who a leader is it's not a guy who's just running to run or he's motivated because he knows he should have played last year so that's to me was exciting because i'm like it's not just malik elzy you know these young wideouts you're in sean miller play and yeah, i know he's and he's motivated to make plays, and you might even see him play more than Malik Elzey. So, uh, because he's no he's no shabby guy. I mean, look at his offers he had. You know, like so we're talking about Malik Elzey and his offers. Sean Miller was not some guy that had a couple offers. He had some big offers, and I'm pretty sure he was a four star himself. I project, yeah, I project both guys will be in the two deep. Um, I thought I thought Miller might get, get pushed a little bit by Ian Pugh. Uh, maybe Ashton Hollins, who made a great catch in a highlight video uh, we saw on Twitter the other day. Love what Ashton Hollins could possibly bring because he's so big. He's six foot five. Uh, but I think that I think Miller Miller can be you know on the two deep behind Bryant and and, and Elsie behind Washington um, or vice versa. But you know I I happen to love Casey Washington, but like Casey's not real dynamic after the after the catch. Let's be real here. Um, no, but you gotta have team. you gotta have those Keyshawn Johnson guys, you know. You do absolutely. Um, yeah, my name to watch out for in camp, um, and this is this is kind of because of situational stuff and that I've talked about already. But he's a guy that we, we we talked about his position earlier today, and we didn't bring up his name, and that's Solo Turner. All right, so Solo Turner uh, originally committed to Baylor out of high school, transferred to Hawaii, and now has come back to Illinois. Uh, he is a big big bodied safety. And I think that Coach Henry and Coach Finellis and Coach Boo are going to find a way to get him on the field. Like he is, he's almost 230 pounds as a safety. And he was a, he's a, the nephew of Scott Turner, played a, played DB for Illinois back in the early nineties. Uh, so I'm excited about uh, what Solo Turner can do. He's, he's a guy with a lot of, a, a lot of ability. It's just a question. Is he a linebacker? Is he a safety? Uh, he's too big to be a corner, I think. Is he fast? Is he fast enough to maintain that safety spot, or can uh, the team find some some unique ways to use him as maybe like a 
you know, a nickel guy or something like that. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. Maybe, maybe you know, when, when teams are in a 12 personnel, that's one, one, one back, two tight ends. He can be in there and cover up another tight end um, as maybe the nickel instead of having another corner on the field. So just, just a guy I'm, I'm high on him. Um, I've been high on him for a while. Uh, but I haven't there's heard his name. This is a guess, so. Yeah, there's a lot of names, though, fun names that we're going to be seeing and hearing a lot more of, like Dylan Roshik. We talked about him. I, I, I love, I love. And that might be a name that we harp on more here in the next coming weeks um, that we're hitting. But I want those two names, Solo Turner, and definitely book in, lock in Sean Miller, I'm telling you. As long as he stays healthy in camp, I have – I would bet, wait your money. He's going to be an impact player this year, just from what I've heard. It's uh, the, one, the one thing I, I I love. Obviously, I love everything that Coach B has done at Illinois. It is the one thing I wish that the, all these college coaches was, would lighten up on. I mean, hell, NFL preseason practices are open to the public. Why can't I, why can't college practices be open? Like, why can we not? Why can we not go watch this team? Why do we not give more access? Like, just I'm begging all college coaches. Just give them more access to preseason football. Like we should be able to go watch it, man. Come on. I would. I hope. I hope we get. There's one practice that we could go. Maybe he keeps open, and maybe in the next ten to fourteen days before they do their prep. I would love for it to open it up. He used Lovey would do that. Like I would go and watch over on the hill over there by the baseball field uh, where they would practice, and I'd go watch a couple of them on Saturdays. I, I would just like one time for us to get a nice little glimpse just to see the team. Like, is it important for us to see everything? Hell no. Do we need to see most of it? Hell no. Right. Can we one time get a glimpse of these? You know, the, we are, the, the people are paying Brett's salary, you know, they are paying the staff salary and um, the players are getting play, paid now too by people. So. And I'm I, sorry, like Toledo isn't sending somebody over here to see what we're doing the second week of, Spring practice, like no, no, Wisconsin or Iowa, it was just silly, just silly stuff. So, so every but everybody's doing it. It's kind of one of those things, man. It's just keep. I know Brett's team. like that, man. Uh, I love. I, I, he's a stubborn dude who's old school to a T, and well, he went. He just spent time under Belichick, so you know he's not lightening up on that. But man, it's like, it's hey, you know what? Keep. I said this about Lovey. Lovey's bullshit. He pulled with the press. And locking the fans out of—he was the first one to do it back when it was open. Whatever. But Lovey, I said Lovey. Lovey lied. Lovey lied so much, though. Like the the thing was is like when I looked at Lovey Smith, I thought he was a dude that was just going to be real and keep it honest and be like, "I'm not telling you guys stuff." But Lovey would lie though. He wouldn't not answer a question. He'd just lie about stuff like. So I heard Ricky Smalling's out for the year. Is that true? I reported it. I reported. I'm like, he's out for the year. I knew he was. Uh, we haven't really decided that yet. Um, so we don't know. And I'm like, he's out. I know he already had surgery. I tweeted it. And then the next week they go, so Ricky Smalling had surgery. They asked him. And he finally was like, yes, you guys already know. It's, he's like, you, you know. He's like, so why are you asking me? You know, I want to be like, because you're lying, Lovey. That's why. Why are you lying, dude? Just say he had surgery. Because, because we might have a tougher game with Middle Tennessee State 
If they're if they're if they're not prepared for Ricky Smalling's, yeah, it's just baloney, man. Brett's not going to tell you. Brett's just going to be like, "I'm not telling you. Don't quit bugging me about it." Yeah, or well, none of you. I, I hate I hate that though because it's it's the antithesis of really who he is on the football field. Right, Brett Bielema is a guy who's like, "Hey, dude, we're running twenty-two dive. Stop it." Right? Yeah, I mean that's, that's who Brett Bielema is. So I, that bugs me a little bit. Um, hey, Ryan, think, let's get, let's get to one of these questions here. Like, is Ricky Knight decommitting? Uh, Florida State. Yeah. So, so as of right now, it's not. I'm still working on it. I did say that I think he's leaning towards Illinois. But if you look at his tweets of late, man, he might be playing poker face because he seems to be vibing with the Tribe 24. But I'm 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 working on that to see if what the, what the gist is with that. Um, but I, I'm still feeling good about Josiah Knight, August 18th. Okay. Um, and, and Dalen Platt still out there. I told you, yeah. if, if Knight doesn't decommit, I still got Dalen Platt coming. All right. So okay. Um, I've got Dalen Platt committing. Uh, so to Illinois, as long as Knight, um, that stays with the tribe. So, uh, Jake Mraz, don't sleep on this running back. Last name is Mendenhall. <laughs> he's taking, he's taking cracks at what you and Brad Sturdy, uh, you giving Sturdy credit, uh, credit with, with Aurelius Ben and Vontae Davis. Vontae Davis. Well, it was AJ Jenkins. It was AJ Jenkins and Vontae Davis. And both guys were like, like low, mid three stars. So, okay. But no, I, I wasn't sleeping on Walter Mendenhall. He got off at Minnesota. Yeah, Walter Mendenhall had a big – and I think there was – that created some animosity a little bit with Richard that Walter never got to play after he left. Uh, there was a little bad blood there for a couple of years. Um, Rashad's now, yeah, he is. I'd love to get him on this, though. He seems oh, to be – Oh, my God, I'd love to – because he's super smart, though. He's just a, he's he seems smart. to be the type of guy who I think would come on this. Like, you don't give a <laughs> – like I'd be like Rashard, Hall of Fame, baby. You want to get on that the pod? He, he would. All right. So the biggest. This is going to be the final thought, Kev. Yeah. This is the final thought. So here we go. New weekly show coming. The final thought. So you guys thought you were just going to escape the weeks with just one show of us? Huh. Think again. So this guy over here loves to uh, loves to play the slots. He likes to. It's, he loves to do anything he can. Blackjack. He likes to just throw the money away and maybe win win some. But he loves to you know gamble and, and and place bets. And he's always keeping his eye on those things. He knows it very well. I've asked him for some advice at times, but he's got some really good friends in the industry. And we thought, you know what? Why not just instead of just us talking about the Illini game, we like to talk about some of the other matchups. How about? We talk about the biggest matchups of the week, plus all the biggest Big Ten games. And we'll talk about the spreads, and we'll, we'll have some fun, and we'll do some picks. And we're going to hold records, uh, you know, weekly records to see who did good, have some bragging rights. And uh, so Kevin, and uh, he's got a good buddy who we're going to introduce when we post the tweet uh, tomorrow, uh, is the co-host. Of the show, I'm just I'm going to be the host. Those are the two they're going to be debating and talking about the the spreads and and where they're putting their money. It's called fade the deuce. Kev, are you are you stoked? Fade yeah, the deuce. I'm, I'm, I'm really fired up for it. Uh, the, the another co-host who will be announcing is a is a really good dude, a guy very connected with Illinois sports for a very long time. 
Um, and it's, it should be a lot of fun. I know that, it, you know, those shows seem to generate a lot of interest on the major networks. We want to give some more to the fans. They're keeping the stats and keeping the, the records. And for those who are interested in gambling, it'll be a great show to tune into. Um, the other aspect about it that, that I am excited about is it'll help us stay focused on our Sunday night shows strictly on, you know, it'll post wrap of Illinois football and where we're at. And so um, that'll be really cool. We'll see about carrying it over into the basketball season, but mainly this will be a football show. So, yeah, I think there might be a time we could, we could do uh, basketball. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about with, with him as well. The, the, ch- the challenge with the basketball is the line, the lines that had that much ahead of time or, or, it, it can, they can get weird, so we can, yeah. we can do, we can do like a, we can do a show for sure um, in the basketball season, especially with some of the big preseason matchups that are going to happen when you get these. I'm uh, I'm being honest with you. I think even when football season's over and college is done into late November, I'm thinking we might as well just let it, finish it up for football for NFL. I'm just going to be yeah. honest. So. Yeah, and we'll probably run our first show. We'll do some college over under win totals. Um, I know that's, yep. that's a popular one, especially when Vegas sent those out a couple weeks ago. We might even take a, take a dabble at some NFL over win totals. Um, so we got to talk to the co-hosts here, but really excited about that. So cool, good stuff. Yeah, and and just gives you another reason. Uh, this will and this will all be stuff posted. Fade the Deuce will be on all the subscriptions of your the podcast on Apple and Spotify. It'll all be posted on there. It will fade the deuce on it, but it is going to be a keeping an orange and blue affiliated podcast. So it'll also be on the YouTube channel. I'm not didn't want to create something whole new when we're really the same guys are going to be part of it. So that's that's exciting. And we've been waiting a while to announce it. So fade the deuce. Be ready for that. We got our getting my logo made. Uh, and the first show will be Wednesday, August 23rd. So that's what it is. Wednesday, August 23rd. So fade the deuce Wednesday night, probably around the same time. Nine ish. I would say. Yeah. Nine-ish. Yeah. Cause that's, that's usually a good time. We got kids and stuff. It's wind down time. It's not dinner time. So anyway, that'll be it. Um, lastly, uh, Kev, since that was really our final thought, um, how about you guys got about mm, an hour and 45 minutes to get your tickets. October, November, August 7th. They still got the special until midnight. If you haven't bought tickets yet, go get your tickets. Memorial Stadium. I'll be there. I'm excited to see all any of the, anyone who follows or listen there. This season is going to be special, Kev. Uh, so you got about a little over 90 minutes. Yep, get those done. Hey, and it wouldn't be the show in the summer if I didn't mention Illinois Golf. <laughs> Thomas Dietrich, Nick Hardy, both had a good weekend this week. They're qual- they qualify for the FedEx playoffs, which will start. Like, they had to get to the top 70. The top 70 is next week. After the standings next week, they'll take the top 50. Both of those guys are right now in the top 50. So um, it's a really good thing for them. It's a pretty big payday as, the, as they get smaller and smaller. They both performed in the top 30 this week. Uh, they were in it. They were top 10 until the weekend, did not have the best Sunday. Um, so excited to see what, what Dietrich and Hardy can do. And uh, ADDC did not play this week. Fegels and Campbell when the Corn Ferry Tour didn't make the cut. cut scores were stupid low. Um, Tommy Cool didn't make the cut in Canada. But I just, you know, I just keeping the Illinois fans in the loop. What's going on with the with the golf team? So right on. That's right. All right. So 
subscribe apple podcast spotify subscribe on youtube like comment rate us do all that fun stuff all we don't care just just enjoy it we love you guys swami out i l l i and i